You're listening to DB Diary thanks to Lakers Dragon Boat Club, the home of dragon boat paddling in Brisbane's Forest Lake. So welcome to the first episode of DB Diary. My name's Aidan Taylor and joining me today is Z Chu. Z, thanks very much for coming on the show today. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, really good. Thanks, Z. Something that's really interested me is your impressive resume um, for dragon boating. You know, you've had numerous campaigns with the Auroras and in particular, you've gone about creating the Melbourne University Dragon Boat Club. So tell me exactly how does one do that? (laughs) Well, I guess... It all came about after finishing one of the Aurora campaigns um, as an under-24 paddler. And I was just thinking how great it'd be just to paddle with my mates and people that are my age. So that's how it all really started. From then on, I just had to put in a lot of work, I guess, <laughs> and like round in some of my friends and then had to get into a boat and start paddling. And how long a process was this? Because it's quite the journey. Yeah, so... So basically, it all started with, um, I was in Yara River Dragon, and we were housing most of the Melbourne University Dragons within Yara River Dragons. They were very helpful with everything, and then within a year's time, we grew quite big, and then due to differences in, I guess, directions, we then split off from Yara River Dragons, and then we now are our own separate entity. We're currently in our second year close to finishing our secondary second year and starting our third year and what's the general reception been around the university because dragon boating doesn't exactly have the biggest profile in australian universities mm, yeah so i actually learned a lot from the canadian universities um especially from university of toronto the university of toronto has currently around eight teams three competitive teams and five social teams and they have a really good culture because I guess paddling is quite a predominant sport of theirs. And I think it's bringing their mindset to Australia. And Australia itself is a very sporty country. People are very inclined to outdoors. Dragon boating is a great thing because you can just have a new person sit into a boat and they can start paddling. Um, Unlike canoeing or kayaking, it requires a bit more um, stability and uh, strength beforehand. I think dragon boating is great for inclusiveness since any any person can literally jump in. And so I think that really helped in bringing the people into the boat. And I don't quite know how big the dragon boat community is in, the, in, in Australian universities, but how does it compare to somewhere like Canada? Because they have some serious backing for it, don't they? Yeah, so currently Australian universities have no funding, uh, zero support to any paddling sport actually um so um back in actually around 30 years ago in university of sydney there was six dragon boat clubs within university of sydney but all of those clubs then graduated into their own respective clubs and it no longer became a university sport and currently melbourne university is only the only is the only university with a dragon boat club comparatively um the structure how canadians work are each faculty, say medicine or ph- or pharmacy or business, so each of those college will then fund a dragon boat team. So yep. you were saying that there's not much funding, or there isn't any funding for dragon boat clubs in a, or in Australian universities. So how did you go about resourcing everything? We currently run out of our own money. Basically, the members would pay a membership fee, and then that membership fee is just 
enough to allow us to rent both from Dragon Boat Victoria. And then we also need to purchase our own uniform. We only also need to pay for our own flights if we go to international or interstate races. It all comes down to having, as, as the sport is more popularized and going into mainstream, then it is easier to ask for funding from our respective university. Yeah, and if we could just backtrack for a moment. So you said, was it about 30 years ago that Sydney had about seven university Dragon Boat teams? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So there was six Dragon Boat teams, yeah. And tell me about your first international trip. Like, that is quite the impressive entrance to make onto the Dragon Boat scene. It, it was a really great and really honored to have that experience. So we went to Wenzhou in October 18 to 23rd. So a city in, in the southern part of China. This one, this specific race was approached to us by one of the Chinese paddlers that was in Victoria. They invited us, they invited um, all the famous schools around uh, the world, eight famous schools to be specific, and eight local schools from China. It was a really different experience. The reason being is that they were they are currently ramping the dragon boat scene up in Wenzhou because they're going to host the next Asian Games. And wow. Asian Games dragon boating would be in a course that is next to the course that we raced in. So they're strategically trying to plan out some of the details. They invited a lot of very competitive teams. They invited the university that the Taiwan national team runs out of, and it was very fast. And then um, they also invited the Canadian University, so both UBC, so University of British Columbia, and also University of Toronto, and they all both respectively bought their A game. So it was a very competitive and like high level competition race. Yeah. What have your paddlers taken away from that experience? This uh, boat we had actually consisted of different levels of paddlers. They were ranging from nine years of paddling experience to like never been to a race before. The people that got most out of it would be the people that would be their first experience in competing. Being able to race people that are your age or even younger than you is probably the best thing that I personally got out of it. It's quite important when you're overseas. I think an advice I can give is when you're overseas, be very open to talking to people and to make connections because that is when invitation comes in. And one of the unique positions that Australian dragon boating is, is in at the moment is that it's not, you know, at the competitive levels as it is in, you know, Taiwan and the Philippines and in Canada. So in a way that works in our favour for those of us starting out because going to those bigger tournaments, it, it can really solidify that passion for the sport. Exactly, exactly. You, you hit the nail on the spot, yeah. Tell me about the hospitality you received over there. I've heard a lot about, <laughs> you know, that side of it when you go overseas. Yeah, well, especially in China, because um, dragon boating originated in China, they were treating us like royalty. They had volunteers pick us up from the airport, drove us everywhere, bought us SIM cards. They <laughs> gave us very high quality hotels to stay in. It was an experience that is comparable to international nation against nation level of hospitality it was just like none of the, like the food was amazing they were feeding us like crab like lobster because that was like i've never seen before and how did your team go over there so for 200 meters we got eight out of 16 that's incredible and for, man. Yeah. 
500 meters, we got 10th out of 16. So we well, got 10th overall. That's great. I mean, you keep it in context, um, how little experience your paddlers have had. And you're competing against, literally, some of the best paddlers in the world. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it was just amazing to see. Literally, the Taiwan guys was like, at the tent next to us, and then they were all ripped. It's quite amazing just to see like the amount of fitness level that Dragon Ball paddlers can be at. And were they quite approachable as well? They were, they were. Like the whole community is very friendly. And then some of us have stayed friends with like the Taiwanese team, the Chinese teams, the Venice team. And where to next for MUDs? So we're planning to go to Taiwan in March. How we're planning to structure our season is because we run on semester basis and the season of Australia currently is running past during our holidays, our exams. It doesn't really work for us. So what we're planning is each semester we'll have one international race and one local race. For the newer entry paddlers, they don't have to go to the international race, but then they also get the experience of a local race. And then if they are more experienced and graduated to a higher level, then they can also enter into an international race. And for anyone who's looking to start, you know, a Dragon Boat Club in, at their universities, what advice do you have for them? I would say just keep at it. Currently, starting a university club is going against the grain in, in Australia, and it would be really, really tough. I'm so blessed to have an amazing committee that works very well together. Well, Z, thank you very much for, for your time today. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. That's Z Chu from the Melbourne University Dragon Club, Dragon Boat Club, rather. That's the first episode of Dragon Boat Diaries Done and Dusted. We'll be back with more soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>